Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Therapy Matters Podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. I'm your host, Allison Jones, and today I'm joined by Cameron DeYoung, digital marketing guru, as well as our very own director of digital marketing at Raintree. Cam, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Allison. I'm glad to be here and glad to uh, be part of this amazing podcast. Uh, we're thrilled to have you with us. So why don't you just take a minute and introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about uh, who you are and um, give them a little bit of information on your background and your credentials. Sure. Thank you. So I've been working at Raintree since uh, last June, but prior to that, I've worked in the medical uh, B2B marketing field for, since uh, 2015. And in addition to that, and where a lot of what we're going to talk about today comes from is my work in the B2C uh, industry and another industry outside of healthcare. So being able to bridge the gap of B2C marketing and B2B marketing is something that I've developed over the years. And and look forward to uh, bringing to light today and, and of course, contributing that towards the success as we grow at Raintree. Excellent. So today's topic is all about the importance of marketing and leveraging marketing in therapy practice. It's one of our favorite things to talk about uh, coming from the marketing side. Uh, and when we were brainstorming ideas in our prep session, um, there was a lot of things that we threw out. We talked about advertising, we talked about email marketing, we talked about blogging, reputation management, so on and so forth. Um, frankly, we could talk about marketing for hours, right? Uh, it's what we do. It's what we do all day. But ultimately, where we ended up was turning your patients into super fans. And that's what we're going to focus on today. And there's a lot to dig into uh, with this topic. And I don't want to waste too much time. So let's dive in. First question for you. What does it mean to turn a patient into a super fan? Great question. And and it's really the, the overall meaning of that is that you want your patients, you want your clients, you want your customers to not just love you as a patient and want to come back and want to continue to see you. You want them to go to the top of the tallest rooftop and tell everybody they know that you, your practice, your organization is the best place they've ever been because of the environment they've, they've taken part in or, and so on. You just want them to be raving about you. So what you're looking to do is create raving fans that are just your super fans, your superheroes that, that represent you and your brand and make you proud. And because they are proud of being your patient. Why is that valuable? The, the value is really comes in many places. The first one I think of when it relates to patients and having them as super fans is they're going to show up for their appointments. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a very, very basic. It, it, it seems very basic, but it's not, you know, your appointment uh, cancellation rate will go down because they feel a commitment to you. And when they feel that commitment to you, they're going to show up early for their appointment or on time, which is great. They're going to um, talk to friends and family about their wonderful, you know, their experience and and what they're able to 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 gain from being a patient. So you'll be able to potentially gain more patients from it. So that's a one two punch right there that that is extremely right off the bat, very exciting to be able to get from someone that becomes a super fan. So you said something, you know, they'll show up early or they'll show up on time for their appointment. 
Um, and when we were talking about this uh, during our prep session, you were talking uh, about uh, sort of a personal experience you have at um, a physical therapy appointment that you were going to where uh, a patient had shown up 15 minutes late for their appointment. And we were talking about sort of the impact that that has on a practice's schedule. So if that patient shows up 15 minutes, it throws off the entire schedule. And that has sort of, um, you know, a compounding effect on um, the rest of the patients that uh, that practice is seeing for the rest of the day. It's going to throw it off and potentially is going to um, maybe impact and have one of those patients not be, be able to be seen that day. Um, and that has a revenue impact on that practice. Um, so making sure that people are showing up on time or early for their appointments is such, you know, an important thing for your revenue stream, uh, which is, you know, as we know nowadays where reimbursements are getting squished so much more critically important that you're maintaining that schedule, you're filling your schedule, um, and making sure things are going according to plan. So how do you do it? How do you turn your patient? How do you turn your patient population into super fans? Well, the uh, going back to where I was in B two C at uh, Verizon, uh, there is a strong alignment to uh, to a customer walking into a retail location and a patient walking into a physical therapy or therapy practice. You have to make them feel valued from the moment they walk in the door. And that, uh, at the example in my past life was being able to, we differentiated ourselves and had one of the highest NPS scores and net promoter scores in the region because we welcomed people with open arms. We made them feel comfortable. We offered them snacks and water. And think about that now. If you go into a cell phone store, you're not getting offered snacks and water when you go in to get your cell phone upgrade. But we did those things and, it, and, and people started referring folks in and so on and so forth. So when we fast forward to where, I, where I'm going for my physical therapy, uh, it, the writing was on the wall, literally. It's you earn points by showing up for your appointments. You earn points by performing exercises at home. If you show up for your third appointment, you get a T-shirt, and if the uh, if the number if the patients of the practice get a certain number of cumulative points over a week, the staff gets to wear their T-shirts on Friday. I mean, that's amazing. You think about that, and people get into that because one thing that's important to note is not everybody wants their picture on the wall. You know, that's not every client, not every patient wants to be uh, posted on social media. But some do, and you have to take advantage. You have to take uh, consideration of that as well. But for those that are, you know, kind of on the uh, they're they're uh, the armchair quarterbacks, the sorts where they're going to still talk about you, they're still going to refer you. They want to see the staff wearing the t-shirts on Friday. So this practice is covering so many bases that it's absolutely amazing, and I can see why uh, they're doing well and why they uh, their marketing is so strong. So there's that for sure. So, and then that patient's leaving with that t-shirt and they're potentially wearing that t-shirt when they're going grocery shopping, when they're going to, you know, maybe their child's baseball game and they're seeing that t-shirt and, you know, maybe there's a referral coming out of that. And that's really inexpensive marketing dollars to be spent there. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty ingenious way of uh, sort of spreading your word um, through your patient base and I think I, the other 
you said that the staff gets to wear their t-shirt if their patients accumulate a certain number of points. Exactly. So it definitely covers the basis of of being able to make every personality type of patients happy. Those that want to wear the t-shirts themselves or those that want to see the staff happy or both. And it's it's really cool. So you're also um, keeping your staff happy and incented. Exactly. And they're more likely to spread the marketing word and more likely to spread the idea of accumulating points and showing up for your appointments and and so on and so forth. So it's it's an all-in-one uh, idea and it works really, really well from what I can see. And a very, uh, I think, uh, practices would be, it would really uh, benefit them to, you know, to imitate. I mean, imitation is the best form of flattery. So I'd say take those tips and and, and, and you'll see that they work. So let's go to the opposite way. So what have you seen that doesn't work to create a super fan? I think it goes back to the uh, different personality types of your patients and of your clients. Uh, if you have an all uh, one, excuse me, if you have a one size fits all approach to your, to your marketing, that if you do X, Y, or Z, we'll put your picture on social media We'll put you up on the newspaper. We'll do this or that. You're going to alienate a, a majority of your base right there because they're not going to be interested in that. So that fails out of the gate. You're going to have a handful of, of vocal pe- people that are that would love to have that, but the majority of folks don't. That's not the kind of marketing they're looking for. Uh, and and what you want to do is you want to be able to whatever you're doing, make sure that it encompasses as many patients as it can to encourage them to take part in the program. So. Again, just that alienation right off the bat can can be something that 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 can have a reverse effect. Or and in many cases, if someone feels uncomfortable, they might not come back to the practice. If they come in and say, "Oh goodness, if I do if I if I do as I'm expected and do my exercises, they're going to put my my picture on the wall." Well, there's another therapy practice right down the road I can go to, and that may sound extreme, but that's the way that's the psychology of people is they think like that. You better mm-hmm. believe when I was at the that therapy practice that I was looking at these things and thinking in inward and outward, you know, what could be, what could be a negative of this? And thankfully I didn't see any, which is why we're talking about it. You know, it's, it's, they've done it right, but I could have found something, you know, maybe at a different practice and that could have backfired possibly. So Cameron, you mentioned NPS as sort of a measure of satisfaction and, um, you know, the importance of having a high NPS score. How can, how can practices um, measure that with their patients or, um, you know, understand that more uh, uh, with their patient base? That's a great question because NPS is one of the better surveying tools that's available because it gives you a real uh, true uh, testament to where patients stand. Uh, the top EMRs are going to have that as part of their system. So when you look at your EMR, it should be something that's a, uh, a feature that's built into it. So looking at that and, and having that capability to have automated NPS surveys sent out uh, to your, to, to your patients after their visits are, are at different times. You know, if a patient hasn't been in for a while, you might want to do a pulse check NPS and say, okay, they haven't been here for a while. Um, and NPS is a kind of a, an innocent way to find out if they might have gone somewhere else. So when you look at NPS, you have a score of zero to 10, and you're typically, you're always looking to get nines or tens. But 
let's say you have that that patient that gives you an eight, a seven or an eight, which is okay. That's okay, but there's work to be done. But then they they start not showing up, or they don't come. They don't come back, and you know they they should be coming back, and 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 so on. And then you send them on a, a follow up NPS, and it could be automated. It could be automated through your EMR. It could be otherwise administered, and they they res, they respond with a five. Well, you know based on your past NPS that oh, something happened after that last NPS that requires a little bit of intervention there. So you can, there's so much, I mean, that's just one example of many of what you can do with NPS. And of course, on the flip side, you want to celebrate the wins with NPS. So if you get that seven or an eight and it's that patient that never gives the nines or a tens, and then they get their t-shirt and then they say, okay, great. You know what? Um, you're a nine now. So ongoing surveying is just as important, but NPS is very powerful in that sense because it can, really, really give you snapshots of where your practice is and where it's been and where it's going. So there's a lot to be said for it. Now, with those NPS surveys, uh, when you get those nines and tens, you can also leverage that um, to then reach out to those folks after and maybe, you know, get them to post something on your Google review page, which uh, is then searched by future patients. So that's an opportunity too, which a lot of the EMR systems also have uh, reputation management built in there too. So that's a great opportunity um, in sort of future marketing uh, channels as well. Absolutely. 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 And it, there's, there are systems automations that you can do that as soon as they give you that nine or a 10, it sends them to Google to uh, leave that review. And it's, it just builds. It's that domino effect. It's another, it's another domino effect or it's, it's a domino effect of excellence that continues to uh, move forward for your practice. So what do you recommend practices do when they have, um, uh, you know, we never want the detractors to come in those, those, you know, ones, twos, threes. What do you do when you have detractors come in? What should practices do as a, as a best practice? Organizations of any kind, whether it's physical therapy or anywhere, any, anywhere, the most important folks you can reach out to are your promoters and your detractors. And that is, you know, a phone call uh, first. And, and I can speak from past experience that detractors you called within, within one business day and you tried to get under, you tried to get behind them and find out what it was that was going on that caused that experience. And a lot of times you'll find that detractors can be moved to passive very quickly if they get that contact because they're not expecting to be contacted when something happens. And, and we're all, you know, I, I like to believe that I'm a good person, but there, I have detractors, you know, there's somebody in this world that would probably give me a, a six, but, uh, you know, but, but I would want to find out why, and I'd want to steer them towards a seven or an eight. So I can speak from experience that if you get those detractors, especially those zeros, those ones, those twos, those threes, get in touch with them because they, they're not expecting that. And when you do what's not expected, you can more likely move them to passive. And then once you've moved them to passive, you can, of course, nurture them upwards. So it's a nurturing process for sure. But as I mentioned, it's also important that those promoters are given props too for giving you that score and find out why. What was it? Because a lot of times they'll just leave a score. A lot of people will just leave a score, nine or 10. They won't leave comments. And if they leave comments, that's great. That gives you something to talk about. Uh, you, it gives you the ability to know what to talk about. 
However, if they don't give you the comments, that's so important to find out what it was and be able to take that and duplicate it and, and make it part of your marketing uh, program going forward to get those other folks on board from passive to, to a promoter and from detractor to passive. It's moving everybody up one scale at a time. The only thing you don't want is your promoters going backwards. So that's certainly important as well to make sure that they're remaining happy. Right. And then using that, um, by having those conversations, you get those insights and you can create an action plan. So if you have detractors, why? Right. And then create an action plan internally. If there's a you know particular reason why they're detracting, is it because um, of something that a particular therapist has done or, you know, it's because, you know, you're constantly late on an appointment um, because, you know, something's happening in your scheduling or, you know, you know, it could be a really easy thing that you can fix. You fix it, problem solved, and you no longer have those detractors. Or it could be a really major issue that you have to address, um, but you have that information and then you can solve that problem. Uh, and then you remove that issue. And then again, as Cam was saying, you're slowly moving uh, up the scale and then your NPS um, is is moving up and up. And you want to get it into those positive numbers. Um, and then have delighted customers and then those delighted customers turn into super fans, which is what we all want. Now, I, I know you've had great experience at sort of this physical therapy practice. Have you had any sort of negative, um, uh, patient experiences, um, that can help demonstrate this? Like, you know, this is something that you definitely don't want to do that can help, you know, bring this to light. Absolutely. Outside of physical therapy, you know, and, and I think this happens a lot more in medical, uh, and anyhow, because of, of the, uh, the, the drive towards upsells and, and, and so on. And, and I can speak to a former doctor of mine when I went to the office. Um, I was, I'm 15 minutes early is on time for me at appointments. Sometimes five minutes is early, but I, I, I do tend to be early for appointments and, a number of other patients that time were coming in late and, and so on. And I happened to be called ahead of one patient that came in after me because they were late and it caused a little bit of a ruckus and that's, that's okay, but they didn't know how to handle it. And, and that was a, a problem in and of itself, but it was compounded by the fact that when you get in there and you see how they are marketing to their current patients, they're marketing things that are obviously upsell opportunities for them. You have to be discreet about your upsells. If you're trying to sell the diet, the diet, uh, add on to a medical visit, for example, it shouldn't be so obvious that, okay, they're just trying to sell me on something. And I think again, going back to the therapy practice where they do it so well is obviously they're looking to get more visits. Obviously they want the patients or their patients to come back more. It's obvious that they want them to wear the t-shirt out in public and show everybody the name of the therapy practice on the t-shirt and to spread the word at the baseball game in the unfortunate event that someone gets hurt. It's obvious, but it's not over the top. And it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not, it's not an unnecessary upsell. It's like trying to, you know, sell ice to an Eskimo for, you know, such typical, but you know, good example is it's just not going to happen. So you have to be so careful with it. And it just compounds to that point at the beginning, it compounds the obvious mistake in marketing as it was there compounds into patients being late. And then when they're late, they're like, I know I was late, but I should have been seen. <laughs> I should have been seen first. 
So you set that expectation, you set up a negative experience for everybody. And that's unfortunate. And that's something that certainly has to be watched out for because that domino effect is just as bad as the domino effect as good marketing can be. So really aligning it with value add for, for the patient. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Any marketing, right? Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So what are, what are some main takeaways for our listeners today? To me, the, the main takeaway is to, when you think of your marketing stack and you think of it, your marketing programs, think about as many patients as you can. You want to start by thinking of 100% of your patient base. You're never going to market a, a acceptably to 100% of your patients. However, if you think like you can, then you can just backtrack from there. If you start with 1% and go up, you're going to end at under 50%. But if you start at 100% and go backwards, you're more likely to land at 75%. And think about what is it that would be appealing to them that they would be interested interested in doing and trying to be able to promote themselves as, as patients, but also promote your practice. But first and foremost, they have to be proud of being a member or a patient at your practice. They have to be proud of coming in. And the great thing about the therapy space, the physical therapy, occupational speech, et cetera, therapy space is that patients are proud of it because they love the results that they get when they go to the therapist. They love the exercises. They love their, uh, their practitioners. They love that. So that makes it easy, but being able to track that towards uh, different milestones, whether it's points, whether it's uh, showing up on time, whether it's being early, you know, anything like that and getting incentivized in a, in a sense where they're proud of what they're wearing or proud of what they're doing to get the staff to wear it. You know, think about what makes everybody proud. And then think about the staff because that's, that goes back to the point that, that Allison had brought up about the staff wearing the t-shirts and, and they, they love that. And if, and if they buy into it, they're more likely to talk about these things with the patients when they come in versus having, you know, reading it online or reading it on social media, they come in and say, Hey, by the way, you're on your second visit. Once you get to your third visit, you get this t-shirt because they're excited because they want the points. So you make it an all in effort where the team and the patients are all involved in the marketing. So how can people connect with you if they want to learn a little bit more? Yeah. So if anybody wants to connect with me, I'm would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. You can just look up my name on there. There's only a few of us. So it'd be uh, very easy and straightforward to do so. I'm glad to connect and always glad to talk marketing or anything around that field. So thank you so much. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us today, Cameron. Uh, we really appreciate it. Love talking about marketing. We could do this for hours. Um, well, sure to have you back and talk a little bit more marketing on the uh, Future Therapy Matters podcast. Um, but for now, that is our episode. And we thank everybody for tuning in uh, for, to our Therapy Matters podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Therapy Matters. Do you like the podcast? Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and tell all your friends about the show. Want to be a guest or know someone that would be a great guest speaker? Contact me at allison.jones at raintreeinc.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot jones at raintreeinc.com. Therapy Matters is brought to you by Raintree, therapy and rehab's favorite EMR. Raintree is the only all-in-one therapy EMR delivering a complete and seamless end-to-end -end patient journey from first contact to payment to patient retention. 
To learn more about Raintree, visit us online at raintreeinc.com.